Welcome to another episode of Awkwardly Cool. Glad you could join today. And I have to say that it is good to be back. It's been way too long. There's been a lot that has happened since my last podcast. Don't have time to go through it all. But of course, I'm going to start with some of my NBA thoughts. And as of November 14th, 2021, as far as when this podcast is recorded and being uploaded, the NBA has been fun. I mean, some of the rule changes have gotten some of the fans back in the game while has frustrated certain players like Trey Young and James Harden. There have been surprise teams playing really better than expected. There have been rookies who have also played impressive as well. And wanted to start off with talking about the best team in the league as of now, which, of course, everyone predicted. I don't know if everyone predicted it, but I will say this uh, to give some credit to myself. I did have the Warriors as one of the top tier teams prior to the season, and they are currently playing not like the... not like just a top tier team. They are playing like the best team in the league with currently the number one record in the NBA at 11 and one. And it's just been impressive to watch them. Steph Curry is playing like the MVP. It is incredible what he's been able to do at his age. Most people would say that 2016 was his peak, but at the same time, he's just continued ever since uh, he was injured a couple years ago when the Warriors were essentially in shambles. He's come back with a vengeance last year and now to this year, he he's averaging 28, 6 and 6. Averaging 45% from the field with the 40% shooting 40% from the three-point line. By the way, the Warriors aren't just dominating according to record. I mean, you look at their point differential, which is at 14.1, which happens to be the number one in the NBA. To put that into context, by the way, I'm using point differential thanks to Cleaning the Glass. Great website, by the, by the way. The difference between the Warriors and second place Utah is approximately the difference between Utah and the 13th place Knicks, who've played well, have slowed down recently, but they're still playing pretty well at seven and six. That is incredible. And it's not just thanks to a favorable schedule. They've been dominating whoever they've played according to the simple rating system or SRS that you can find on basketballreference.com, which takes into account point differential and strength of schedule, they're at number one in the league. By the way, this is without even having Clay Thompson back. They even haven't even had some of their more notable rookies plays like uh, Kaminga and Mo- Moses Moody. They've just been playing like a great team. They've been a cohesive unit with great contributions coming from players like Jordan Poole, Gary Payne II has been a valuable contributor this year, as well as Neiman Bialica, someone they were able to pick up this past offseason. 
Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green continued to to provide great minutes with Draymond Green showing amazing chemistry with Steph Curry as well. They've just been playing like a really good team. It'll be interesting to see if they keep this up, but rumor has it that Klay Thompson may end up playing sooner than expected. I believe he's already started having practicing with the team. So it's possible that he returns before the end of the year. Not saying anything that's in the grapevine or any breaking news just from previous reports that I've heard. It's November now. It's possible Clay Thompson plays plays prior to next year. And with him in the fold, with how well they're already playing, Clay Thompson isn't going to harm the Warriors' chemistry in any way. He's just going to come in there and shoot. The question is, how good is he considering he hasn't played in, what, over two years now? But at the same time, there's no pressure to have him in the lineup because the Warriors are playing so well without him that it provides them the flexibility to ease him in as he gets more and more accustomed to the speed of the game as he gets acclimated recovering from his injury. It's been good, and the NBA is fun to watch when Steph Curry's playing well. I mean, I've been a guy who's, I don't want to say hated on Steph Curry, but has rooted against him because his teams, especially when the Warriors were really on their title runs, happened to be against uh, the team of my favorite player in the league, LeBron James. But he's an exciting player to watch. It's it's fun when he's rolling, and it just makes the NBA season that much more interesting. Speaking of another interesting thing that's happened in the NBA, uh, the Washington Wizards have the number one seed in the East, Eastern Conference. I don't think many people pr- predicted that. I thought the Wizards would be good. I thought they would play well, but I don't think I expected them to be quite or to play quite as well as they are now currently standing as at eight and three now i'm not sure if they'll i don't think they'll end up being the number one seed in the east by the end of the season i think it's i didn't preface this earlier but we're still really early into the season what it's 11 games in 11 12 games in for many teams that i mean we we haven't even gotten to 20 percent of the season yet So it's still a fairly small sample size and things can change. However, just going by what we're looking at now and 11 games is a decent sample size. So still small, but a a fairly decent sample size. There's number one seed in the East. They are fit in the league in simple rating system. The stat I mentioned earlier and only second in the East to the Miami Heat, which happens to be number one, number one in the East. And remember, SRS takes into account strength of schedule. They're another team that has played at a cohesive unit. Bradley Bill is continuing to do what he's doing. But this is what I mentioned prior to the season. I really believed in their pickups this past season, especially with the debt that provides that it provided them and having additional depth always helps. Having someone like a Montrez Harrell, former sixth man of the year, has been playing incredible minutes for them. He's been really good. Spencer Diddenwitty has provided a valuable contribution. And I still think he's starting to get getting his legs under him because he still hasn't been playing quite as well as expected, but he's still playing pretty well. And Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma just continues to be a winning player. He's averaging 16-5-5, five and five, which... Uh, 
are really good all-around stats, shooting 38% from the three-point line. He's just been a good player that has played winning basketball. And that's not even to mention some of their other players like Daniel Gafford, who's been good, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. They've been a good team, and it's good to see other teams playing well, playing above expectations, because normally the NBA, especially in the Warriors' heyday, was about two teams. It was just about the Warriors and the Cavs, and it wasn't even about the teams. It was more more teams and player with the Warriors and LeBron James. But now that you have teams that normally don't play as well, having a really good start early on, it allows other players opportunities to be talked about in ways that they may have not been talked about before, which is an incredibly valuable thing to have, just to have overall depth. And by the way, I got the Wizards record wrong there at at nine and three currently, not eight and three. Excuse me for that. It's it's just good to see some new blood playing well. Of course, things tend to average themselves out. Uh, law of averages tends to play into account the longer the season goes on. So the players that you're normally used to seeing at the top start to play at the top level. Like you've seen the teams like the Brooklyn Nets, who currently have the second best record in the East, starting to play better after a slow start. Same thing with the Phoenix Suns, who currently have the second best record in the West. But it was it's just good to see some new blood playing well and just makes for that much more of an interesting NBA season. Speaking of new blood in teams, let's talk about new blood in actual players with the NBA rookies. NBA, a lot of the NBA rookies have been playing really well, doing more than you expected thus far. I mean, the, the Toronto Raptors have played above expectations. They're at, their record stands at seven and seven. They're five. They're at five hundred. But at the same time, it, much of their success you could all attribute to Scotty Barnes, who's played really well out, out of the gate. Who many scouts, many re- reputable scouts, question his shooting once he got to the NBA, but. He's been playing really well in that regard. Another player who's played incredibly well is Jalen Green. Not surprising at all that he has been able to score the basketball. The Rockets aren't a good team, but at the same time, he's been making a valuable contribution there. Contribution there. Chris Duarte with the Indiana Pacers has been shooting incredibly well from three. He's been good, but as well as all the other NBA rookies have been playing, and Cade coming back, Cade Cunningham is just coming back from injury. So of course, I got to mention the number one pick. I think he'll take some time to get his legs under him and integrate himself with the team. One player who's not had too much of an issue integrating himself with in the, with the team is Evan Mobley, and. I I have to admit, I wasn't sure about Evan Mobley because I I saw summer league and there were times where he was he was playing really good defense. He was playing really good defense at times, but I it, it was just one of those things where. And by the way, I, I should have known summer league tends to favor sc- scores like Jalen Green a little bit more than someone like Evan Mobley. I just didn't know he'd be as dominant as he is. I mean, some people have Evan Mobley as the far and away front runner to win rookie of the year. 
I don't know if I have it that far yet, but he's playing incredibly well with the Cavs. He seems to be improving each game, and it's been his defense. And it's one of those things, too, where I've mentioned this before. Big men just take a little bit more time to grow accustomed to the game. Look at someone like DeAndre Ayton, who really struggled his first year, but has started to pick things up the past couple years. Someone like Bam Adebayo started off really slow as well. Rudy Gobert. Most There are many big men you can name that started off slow in their careers. But Evan Mobley has been playing like one of the better defenders, not just on the Cavs, but in the entire league. And he is a rookie player. To put some numbers into context, and again, it's early in the season, but still, a pol- when he's on the court, and this is according to Cleaning the Glass, by the way, when he is on the court, opponents shoot 8.6% less at the rim than when he is off the court, which is in the 92nd percentile in the league. That is absolutely ridiculous. The 92nd percentile in the league. Evan Mobley has been playing incredibly well. He is averaging 15 and 8, shooting 53% from the field, with averaging one steal and 1.5 blocks per game. He is looking, and I've heard this comparison made, so I don't want to take credit for it, but he's playing almost like a young Anthony Davis, and that's not even taking into account he's shooting shots from the mid-range from the three-point from the three-point line even though it's not a threat yet at the three-point line the the mechanics are there the quantity of shots he's taken the signs are there that he is going to improve from that area and considering how good he already is now as a rookie it is going to be absolutely scary to see the player he becomes as he starts getting more games under his belt and what he looks like his second year his third year again it's early on in the season it'll be it'll be good to have this conversation once we get halfway through but at the same time you gotta understand guys it's early in the season small sample size i always preface it with that but you still got to talk about it players who are playing well and it's if it's a decent enough sample size you got to talk about it because it's exciting to have new players in the league playing well making a name for themselves because some of our favorite players and i mentioned steph curry a little bit earlier they're getting a little bit older not to be too morbid but eventually at some point they're going to retire hopefully that's a wave away but it's always good to have some new blood playing well and Evan Mobley looks like someone who has the potential to be a star in the making and it will be incredibly interesting to watch where he goes from here. NBA season has been exciting and I just can't wait to see what's next and what additional players the team start to come out and take up some of the limelight that deserve to be talked about in the national media as time goes on. We'll see what happens there. And in regards to the NFL season, just some a few NFL thoughts, not t- too many. Odell Beckham is no longer with the Browns. He was signed by the Rams, which has looked like an even better fit since Robert Woods recently got injured in practice. It just wasn't a fit with him and the, and the Browns. And it's one of those things where I think with in Sean McVay's systems with system with the Los Angeles Rams and playing with Matt Stafford at quarterback. They they just might be able to use them a little bit better. And it's one of those things where they, the team chose to sign them. They have a plan for them. There are going to be more receptions for Odell Beckham available than 
there would have been with Robert Wood still being healthy. He's going to have a chance to redeem himself with the Rams. And I think he will redeem himself somewhat. The Rams are playing incredibly well and it's a, a case of the rich getting richer. Cam Newton is back in the league and back with the team that drafted him in the Carolina Panthers. If you don't know, you will, that I am a huge Cam Newton fan. I am excited to see him back in the league. Not sure. I don't want to have my expectations up too high for him. Though I think he could perform a bit better than Sam Darnold, who people wanted to blame the Jets. And we're seeing with the Panthers, it might just be him. To be fair, Teddy, Teddy didn't do that well with the Panthers last year and he's played a bit better with the Broncos. But there comes a point where as a player, you can't blame the team or the system anymore. It might just be you and Sam Darnold. It looks like he just might not be that guy. So the Panthers are hoping Cam Newton. I don't think he's going to be the guy at this point. He's an older player and it's been a while since he's played consistently well in the league. But he provides some good depth, has the potential to play at like their the Panthers best quarterback that they've had in the past two years. And they're they are hoping he gets some he's able to provide some type of spark. Remember with when prior to Cam Newton getting COVID last year, he was playing well with the Patriots, but once he got COVID and it seemed he had issues with the arm, the arm strength wasn't there, and he just wasn't doing as much much as he's done in the past. So I think I keyword is I think that playing with the Panthers, once he gets situated, he'll have a chance to play at a decent level again. Not going to put my expectations too high, but I think he has a chance of playing well again. And honestly, as a Cam Newton fan, it's good to see him back in the league and hopefully he's able to play well also. By the way, speaking of playing well, the NFL MVP race is fairly open again. In the media, a lot of the talk has been Lamar Jackson. That has probably probably been stifled a bit with how well the Dolphins were able to play him on Thursday night or him and and the Ravens where the Ravens weren't able to do anything on offense or barely anything on offense until late, late in the game. And they just couldn't come back all the way as they've been able to do three times already this year. The The top MVP odds are interesting. It has Josh Allen and Tom Brady at the top. Tom Brady, I completely understand stand especially what him leading the league in touchdowns thrown josh allen i'm a little bit more skeptical of especially with their loss to the jaguars the bills have been playing really well defensively but josh allen i'm just not sure he's quite in that race well it it was one bad week so i might be overreacting to one bad week but i would have kyle murray ahead of josh allen i'd probably have aaron Rodgers, even with the missed game uh, due to COVID protocols. I'm not going to get too into that. With the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, I have him in the MVP race as well. Also, Matt Stafford and his chances might improve due to his numbers improving with Odell Beckham in the fold. It's still a fairly open race, though. If Kyle Murray can, uh, Kyler Murray, excuse me, can stay healthy and continue to play well, I think 
it's his to lose. Though I will say it was interesting. He gets injured one week and Colt McCoy comes in, the great University of Texas quarterback. And I don't say that jokingly. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks. Colt McCoy is one of the greatest quarterbacks the University of Texas ever had. He he played, stepped in for Kyler Murray, and the Cardinals did not miss a beat. I don't think that should hurt Kyler Murray's chances, but if he continues to miss games, it will be hard to give the MVP to a player that doesn't play enough for play enough for the team he's on and for his backup to potentially play just as well without missing a beat. But hopefully it's, it's not serious injury and he's able to get back in the league. Sports has been fun this season. It's good to see step fans back in the stands more than before don't know don't know why my brain stopped for a second and especially in the nba because the nba has just been more fun when you have fans back in the stands it's just good hearing the crowd noise when players are making highlight plays it's good seeing the players interact with the fans though has been punished a little bit more in the nfl due to some of the taunting rules but it's just been a fun sports season and it will continue to be interesting to see where we are as the season goes along in both leagues. I'll be here to cover it and hopefully it's not too long until, well, it won't be. It won't be. Until the next time, thanks for listening to Awkwardly Cool. Take care. Take care.